the Avengers Battle the Earthriker by Otto Binder, read for you by John Wilson. Chapter 17 Avenger vs. Avenger It was not many hours later, after a rocket plane flight and a deep sea dive, that the other Avengers approached the sea hatched door of the dome, wary of blast rays that did not blaze forth. That's funny, said Cap uneasily. If Cars is back in control of the Dome, having somehow taken Goliath prisoner, why wouldn't he fire his rays at us? He wants us to come in. That spells and smells like a trap. We'll be ready for anything, Iron Man said grimly. But they were scarcely prepared for the stunning surprise awaiting them. Being confronted by the huge, menacing figure of Goliath when they stepped inside the sea hatch into the dome. Behind Goliath stood Cars. Salam! Meet my bodyguard! Cars announced gloatingly. Under my electrohypnotic control, the other device I made in your lab. Go after them, Goliath! The giant sprang among them, a human hurricane in action. One mighty blow of his hand flung Hawkeye ten yards. His other bald fist cracked against Captain America's chin and sent him thudding against the wall. One huge boot swung up and propelled Iron Man away like a football, and he tumbled between two crossbeams and wedged fast. Only the wasp had escaped the giant's fury by swiftly shrinking to insect size and buzzing away frantically. She listened in horror at what came next, while the three male Avengers lay out cold or two days to move. Finish them off, Goliath, ordered Cars. Pick up that iron club and see that nothing recognizable remains of them. Go, do as I say. But Goliath was hesitating, a bewildered look on his face like that of a man coming out of a dream. But they, my friends, he said brokenly, won't, can't harm them. Hmm, I see you need another dose of my hypno-ray, snapped Cars. Evidently your Avenger minds are so strongly loyal to one another that it takes repeated hypnotic dosages to keep you under control. All right. The Wasp helplessly watched Cars shine his headband device at Goliath, who again subsided into a mindless slave with slack jaws and transfixed stare. In a trance at Cars' repeated command, the mighty man picked up a huge, spiked iron club that lay ready and strode ponderously toward the nearest limp Avenger. But the delay, while Goliath was being rehypnotized, had given the toughest man alive a chance to come to, their senses swimming back. So when Goliath's murderous club swung down at Captain America, Cap sprang away, gasping in horror at the first sight his eyes had seen after opening. Goliath is berserk, yelled Cap, seeing the other two stirring. Run for it! Hide in the dome somewhere till we can figure out what to do! There was no chance to gain the sea hatch in their deep sea boat. Their only chance was somehow to survive within the dome itself, stalked by a mad giant. Cap gave Hawkeye a hand and yanked him to his feet, slapping him across the face to make him wake up faster. Then the two of them rushed to where Iron Man was wedged, too weak to free himself. Jump on my shoulders, Hawkeye, 
Cap barked. Hurry! From this vantage, Hawkeye was able to seize one steel leg of Iron Man's suit and pull him free. Then all three dashed away, just in time, before the lumbering Goliath could get within club range of them. This way, ordered Cap, darting among a group of curved crossbeams where they all converged. Plenty of cover for us. Following Goliath, Cars shouted, You won't escape this dome alive, mes amis. You're only prolonging the inevitable. Still, maybe it's better this way. Through Goliath, I'll have the excitement of stalking and hunting you down like wild animals for the kill. Thanks for giving me some fine sport. The wasp shivered at the alien's fiendishness. But what could she do? Stinging cars would do no good with Goliath on the rampage. As for Goliath, she fought against the thought of bringing even the slightest pain to her man. But then, tears in her eyes, she dive-bombed down and jammed her stinger into his shoulder. Goliath didn't even wince. Again and again she stabbed the behemoth. But there was no reaction. I should have known, thought the wasp, giving up. He's too big to feel my tiny pricks. It's like trying to sting a dinosaur into submission. I saw that on my wrist monitor, wasp, warned Cars. However, you cannot stop us. After Goliath takes care of the men, I'll send him after you with a fly swatter. The wasp turned pale and darted into a crack, trembling. Would it all end in this tragic way? Down in this isolated sea dome, where no power on earth could save them? Goliath went charging among the maze of converging crossbeams, but he was handicapped in swinging his club, or in leaping, and his agile quarry easily evaded his blows. Take a rest, Goliath, ordered Cars, hearing the giant wheeze from his exertions. It is time for rehypnosis anyway. Come back to me. This gave the three Avengers a respite. Going into a huddle, they were joined by the wasp, who settled on Cap's shoulder. There's no protective aura around cars, stated Iron Man. We destroyed his force field belt last time, and he has had no time to make another. Therefore, he's depending on Goliath to shield him from us. We would be on more equal footing, observed Cap, if we could get that club out of Goliath's hands. But that would be a miracle. Just what I specialize in boasted Hawkeye. I'll do it with my little arrows. A gold-plated miracle with a money-back guarantee. Good, said Cap. Then each of us will tackle Goliath in turn. Iron Man, Hawkeye, and myself in that order, trying to weaken or defeat him. If all three of us tried at once, we'd get in each other's way. You won't kill him, begged the wasp with a sob in her voice. Cap shook his head reassuringly. We'll only try to knock him out, wasp. But remember, the fate of the Earth and of future worlds is at stake. If we fail to defeat him alive, Cap's face went deadly grim, then it will have to be the other way. The tiny girl on his shoulder went white with shock, but she made no remonstrance against what plainly had to be. She flew off to find a quiet corner where she could sob and relieve the pent-up emotion bursting within her. It'll break Wasp's heart murmured Hawkeye, if we have to use Plan 2 against Goliath. She's too swell a girl for that to happen. He stopped, flushing in embarrassment as the other two stared at him in surprise. Look, he growled, I don't mind beating her brains out in repartee, but I steer clear of her heart.
Amazing, said Iron Man to Cap. That guy is human after all. Hardly the witty cynic he pretends to be, agreed Cap. Then he went on. Okay, do your stuff now, Hawkeye, and gave him a pat on his shoulder. The archer crouched and crept away warily, peering over a beam through the interstices of a latticework, cross-support. Across the huge domed chamber, Kars was ordering Goliath back into action, striding forward with his huge spiked club. Noiselessly, Hawkeye notched an arrow, pulled back the cord, and took aim with his hawk-sharp eye. Hwang! The arrow struck the club in the middle, and amazingly pierced half its length into the hard steel. A tungsten carbide knife-edge point, whispered Hawkeye for the benefit of Cap and Iron Man behind him. Harder than diamond and with the sharpest edge ever honed. It cuts through steel like a knife through butter, and within its shaft is a proton battery, supplying a burst of current equal to a thousand lightning bolts. Watch. Suddenly, a pyrotechnic shower of electrical sparks sprang from the tip of every spike. Goliath jerked and staggered, flinging the club away. It kept sparking. It'll keep charged for hours, said Hawkeye. Goliath got a jolt that would floor an elephant. However, he's not an elephant, but an Avenger, so he'll recover. Pulling himself together, Goliath strode forward, egged on by cars. So they eliminated your club. Cars said, but you still have two giant clubs left. Your mighty hands. Smash the Avengers, Goliath. This is it, breathed Iron Man, dashing out of hiding as the first one chosen to tackle the Man Mountain. Iron Man's death rays were out of the question, of course, for this man-to-man struggle. Instead, he jetted off his feet and flew forward with head down, slamming into Goliath's chest like a human battering ram. Goliath rocked back on his heels. That was all. Then he straddled his legs, waiting for more. Iron Man rheostatted his power unit to the proper value and then raised his hand to shoot forth blow beams. They were balls of invisible energy that could be felt quite like a blow from a fist, but with transistorized power behind them like a dozen Jack Dempsey wallops packed into one. Iron Man aimed again and again, raining blows at Goliath's face, chin, shoulders, midsection, belt level. Goliath's flesh quivered at each spot under the impact, but he was not knocked down, not even brought to one knee. He just withstood the storm passively, patiently. Tough, muttered Iron Man to himself. That big lug must be made of iron harder than my suit. Hmm, I'll try concussion. He swooped around in the air and aimed a finger beam downward, whose nuclear packet of ions detonated violently and blew a foot-wide crater in the concrete flooring of the dome, not more than ten feet in front of Goliath. The concussion blew him off his feet and he tumbled backward into a crossbeam that bent under his weight. By all odds, the Titan should have passed out from the bruising shock, but astounded Iron Man saw Goliath clamber to his feet, shake his head, then brandish his fists defiantly with all the massive power he had before. Truly, this huge human is superhuman, said Cars, himself impressed. Then his voice rang out mockingly, Come on, you champs! Try to defeat THE champ! 
Iron Man closed in desperately, utilizing his boot jets to hover on even keel with Goliath and hammer away at him with his steel-gloved hands. But along with each blow and the transistorized power of his atomic batteries geared into the levered mechanisms of his steel arms, Goliath slammed back in turn. Iron Man's armor, plus his power-stabilizing gyros, kept him from being hurled back like a rag dummy. But within his suit, he began to feel the thuds of those hammering fists, and with each one of Goliath's fantastic blows, Iron Man heard a cracking sound. Then a wire snapped and power relays switched over, cutting off Iron Man's gyro. Goliath's next blow sent him scudding across the floor like a hockey puck to end up against a steel post with a loud clang. As Cap and Hawkeye dashed up and helped him to his feet, Iron Man gasped, he opened up a crack in my suit. A tiny one, but enough to put my suit partly out of commission. Let's face it, guys. I've been licked. Don't let it throw you, said Cap. Remember, none of us has ever had an all-out fight with Goliath for keeps. We just never knew what a human powerhouse he was. Well, your turn, Hawkeye, and don't spare the arrows. I've got a million of them, boasted Hawkeye. Then added Riley, but only a few will shake up Goliath, I hope. Springing out into the open, with a clear shot toward Goliath across the floor, Hawkeye whipped the first arrow from his quiver to his bowstring and let fly, all in a second's blur of motion. Straight and true sped the arrow at Goliath's heart. Watching from her aerial perch, the wasp's blood froze. Had Hawkeye broken the pledge and shot a kill arrow at her man? But the arrow's point opened out to release an instant inflating bag under rock-hard pressure, and what amounted to a boxer's glove slammed into Goliath's chest. However, the arrow's momentum brought the impact to that of a blow by the world's heavyweight champion, plus the kick of a mule and the blow of a sledgehammer but it might as well have been delivered against the side of a battleship with 12-inch armor plate for all that Goliath felt of it. He just started to walk menacingly toward his tormentor. Faster than the eye could follow, Hawkeye let fly with the stun arrow, the brass knuckle arrow, the bone blow arrow, and a dozen more, all aimed at what might be vulnerable spots on Goliath's body. He is about as vulnerable as a brick wall. Hawkeye growled to himself, but maybe my bolo arrow will make him flop hard on his head and knock himself out. The bolo arrow whistled through the air, its weighted cords swirling and catching Goliath around the ankles. He kept walking as if unaware of any entanglement, and the cords only whipped around and snapped apart like rotten string. I see it, but I don't believe it, Hawkeye said with a curse. That was beryllium steel, heavy-gauge wire he waded through. You better think of something mighty quick, Bowman, or you'll bow to defeat. Man, and that's no joke. Watching the wasp try to choke down unwilling pride that welled up in her. My Gulliver is putting the other Avengers in the shade. What a man's man's man. Her face went gaunt. But we don't want him to win. Because then Cars wins. Oh, Goliath, don't fight your best. Please, please. But Cars, reinforcing his hypnotic control with another charge of the mental slave ray, was exhorting, Battle your best, Goliath. Fight as you've never fought before. I obey, master, growled the titan, caught in his spell. 
Hawkeye had one last arrow to try. Unlike the others, it flew leisurely, as if in slow motion. Then it began curving and looped around Goliath in circles, unreeling something invisible. The plasma chain has to work, prayed the archer. It's a form of energized plasma particles that link up into a chain more rigid than a steel chain or the heaviest rope. The arrow tightens the plasma rope around the victim's chest like a super bear hug. With his breath knocked out, Goliath ought to say uncle. Goliath stopped short, obviously feeling the invisible rope winding around his chest and tightening like a python's coils. He began wheezing and fighting for air. But then he started expanding his chest, throwing every muscle into the effort until his face turned red. There was the faintest snapping sound, and then his lungs gulped in fresh air. Now I believe in miracles, groaned Hawkeye. He broke a plasma chain tough enough to haul in a whale with a rod and reel. That guy isn't human. In one bravely mad last try at victory, Hawkeye ran close to the towering man, firing stun arrows, hoping the added force at close range would win out. Goliath shrugged them off with little grunts, then seized Hawkeye by the arm and flung him through the air like some debris that had gotten in his way. He went up so high he'll be killed by the drop, gloated Cars. Wasp put horrified hands in front of her tiny face. Oh no, no, she thought. That big lovable tease. Every bone in his body will break. But a breezy voice sang from the air. Don't me count me out, anybody. Not with my hook rope arrow. In midair, twisting agilely, Hawkeye was pulling his bow and shooting an arrow upward. From its tubular shaft unwound a thin cord with a hook at the upper end, which neatly caught in a beam higher up. With the other end anchored to his belt, Hawkeye's downward plunge was halted by the tautening rope, with enough stretchiness to cushion the jerk and avoid snapping. Swinging down like a jungle man on his vine, Hawkeye landed neatly on two feet near Cap and Iron Man, who were still pale. Did you quiverers, chided Hawkeye, think I had reached the end of my quiver? But his blithe tone ended and became terse dismay. Two down, one to go. Against Goliath, the human bulldozer. Bye.